Hey, what's going on? It's DJ Hopper from A Tribe Called Dad. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, first of all, we want to welcome you. Uh, whether you're a dad, whether you are a dad-to-be, whether you are a mom trying to spy on us, <laughs> we appreciate all of you for tuning in and listening. Today's episode, we are going to sit down with author Alan Carter. He has written a book called Letters from a Father. It is such a good book. It is essentially raw letters that he wrote to his teenage children. And we're going to get a chance to sit and talk to him about his inspiration behind this, uh, some of the contents of the book, and just get into some great life advice. So I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, here we go. Tribe Called Dad. Everybody, welcome into A Tribe Called Dad. I am so excited to have my buddy Alan Carter, um, I should say author Alan Carter, joining us here um, today. Um, Alan, you've written this book called Letters from a Father. I haven't been able to put it down. It's actually traveled with me to London. It uh, traveled on my last trip to San Francisco. Like It's just, it, it's put, uh, I've put some mileage into this thing here, and it's just an amazing book and just gets my wheels spinning. And there's so many questions that I have for you. Um, I do want to sort of set the table real quick. You're not, you wrote this book, but you're not somebody who's, you know, a writer by trade per se. Like it's not as though this is your, your primary profession or your, your career path for the, for the past however many years. Um, but this came from just a real natural space. Like you just started writing to your kids and you have um, a wife and three kids. Uh, your kids are now older. Um, and I would love for you to just kind of take us back to what was the genesis of this, of this book? Like, how did this even come about? Yeah, no, Hoppe, first, thanks, brother, for having me on. It's so good to get to know you and uh, be on this podcast. I, I love the word tribe, too, because that just resonates with me. I mean, as dads, we are part of a unique tribe. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is too, we can make such an impact on our children mm -hmm. if we work on it, right? And focus on it. So um, thanks for doing this. And thanks for what you do leading this tribe. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'll be the first to tell you, I am shocked that I'm an author. I mean, that <laughs> doesn't make sense to me, right? Because like you said, I never came out of the box thinking that I was going to be a writer or I never spent time with it. Mm. This book that you're talking about was just born over years of writing letters to my then teenage children. Mm. And, you know, I did it every month over the course of years. And what happened was my father got a hold of some of these letters. And I remember he called me, he's passed away since. And as says my mother, but my mom and dad called me one day and with tears in her eyes, like, son, you can't, can't keep this to yourself. Mm. You got to share this stuff. And I was blown away with that, right? Because it had never, my, my intent was never to make this a book. It was just me and my kids. It right. was me being the dad. So the compilation, there's, you know, the, the curated letters that you see became a, bu a book when Covenant Publishing picked this up. And I'm just kind of surprised, as I told you, that it's, <laughs> that it's out in the world. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, 
it's so interesting because the way in which you know, I think if you haven't picked up this book yet, which we want to obviously encourage every dad and also non-dads. I mean, we have people that listen to this podcast that, you know, um, are hoping to be fathers one day or who are mothers or, uh, you know, women who listen to this podcast. The book gives you so much insight into sort of your state of mind as a father. And I feel like in a lot of these letters, I'm almost like transported to that place in which you're writing this letter. And, you know, some of them are are prompted by maybe a life event that happened or, or a conversation that happened between you and one of your kids. And it's just really interesting, like the approach of it all, because, you know, these letters aren't just like, you know, a paragraph long or also aren't like, you know, 20 pages long of a, of a letter. Like they're really succinct, but also they center around a particular like life topic. Like I just opened the book and flipped to the, the 23rd letter, believe in yourself, you know? And I mean, like, this is great. You know, like this <laughs> book, like you can get gain so much from this. And so I, I just have to ask you, like how much editing of the original letters were done, if any, or is it just, this is how they were in their original raw form? Yeah, they're, believe it or not, they're pretty much the way I wrote them originally. And yeah, you, you hit on it. Like what my practice was, I would just kind of be watchful and observant about the experience we had as a family. So, um, and then I'd kind of grasp on a moment that I felt was something that we could focus on down the road. And I would develop that into a letter. And look, man, I, you know, this teenagers are teenagers, right? So mm -hmm. I would write them these letters and just email it to them with love and all that stuff. And sometimes they would react immediately. And sometimes it was like just throwing, you know, throwing <laughs> something into nowhere, a black hole. Right. But then right. years later, mm. the dividends would come mm. right from that. So um, I think just too, as, you know, as we go through our day as fathers and as families, there's so much that we miss, right? We just blow through things. Right. that are really life events because we're busy. Mm -hmm. You know, we're stacked up with activities. We got work, we got play, kids may have practices and school and all that. So we blast past things. So the opportunity for me in these letters was to seize on one of those moments mm. and not let it blow by mm. and kind of dig in it a little bit. And to your point, extract what I thought might be a life lesson mm. to pass along to my children. Yeah, And that's what these letters try to reflect. Yeah, I also really like how in the letters themselves, like sometimes you're addressing the letter to one of your kids. Sometimes you're addressing the letter to several of your, your children. Like it's, it's really interesting in that way because when I've started to think about, and I've started this practice as well. Like I've been awesome. inspired by you. Yeah. I've also been inspired by another friend of mine, Lucas, who is keeping a dad journal and was doing a very similar thing in terms of like writing these letters um, or these these journal entries about fatherhood and just having these like reflective moments. And I think even in my in my process, I've like struggled with, well, do I write this to one of my kids? Because, you know, I've got a son who's just about to turn one, you know, so <laughs> the, the comprehension level isn't quite there yet with, with him. If I were to write him a letter now, but 
Um, yeah, I guess when you were writing these letters and you're sort of selecting who you would write to on a monthly basis, I mean, is that something that you were conscious of trying to sort of evenly spread that around or did it just well, happen like, the way it happened? You're giving me too much credit, brother, because <laughs> the way I did it was um, I, I wrote it to, to them during their teenage years, right? Mm -hmm. So as they kind of aged into teenagers, mm -hmm. you know, then uh, they would get included in the letters. And then right. the other side too, like when they turned 20, yeah, I would drop them <laughs> from that. And so my son actually called me one day after he turned 20. He's like, Dad, why'd you fire me from the letters? Like, <laughs> like you're too old. And you're getting off my insurance policy. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, just, I just felt like those teenage years for the kids are so formative. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. And there, there's so much going on in the teenager's head, mm. right? So um, that's, the, that's the time period that I sort of selected. Mm. And look, man, I don't, I don't have all the answers here. That's just what I did. Yeah. So when you see like different kids in there, it's just those, that's when they were teenagers. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, that yeah. gives us a, a, a definitely more of a timestamp, I guess, when it comes to that. And how old are your kids now, currently? Now they're older. So our eldest is 27. Okay. Our son just turned 26. And our youngest, Emma, just turned 19. So she's still on the... Uh, yeah, she's, she's still, still on, on the, the letter plan. Still on the flow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what, so what happens when Emma's done? Will you, will you then stop writing letters? Will you, have you thought about it? I haven't, you know, I get asked this a lot. And uh, of course now I've got my older two are married. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let's go with the grandkids. Right. Maybe I can do like <laughs> letters from a grandfather. What do yeah. you think? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. Keep this thing going. Um, what if you had to, um, if you had to select here, what would maybe be something that would make the top list. I mean, I know it's kind of tough to pick like your favorites here, but is there anything in particular that really stands out to you personally in terms of like this letter really meant a lot? I mean, they all mean something for sure, but is, is could you whittle it down to, you know, one, if you had to pick one? One would be tough. I will say, and you've probably seen it, that some of the things you read about are just core values, right? And sort of timeless wisdom Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to impart. Now, you probably recognize I'm a, I'm a deeply Christian guy. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, I'm a born again believer. I have a deep faith. So that comes through a lot. But, you know, all that wisdom and faith-based stuff in the Bible is replicated throughout history in any really religion set. I mean, it's the virtues of hard work. Mm -hmm. It's the belief in yourself in that mm -hmm. letter 23 you referenced. Mm -hmm. It's um, the power of your mindset, mm -hmm. right? It's all these things that come through. And I'm a huge believer in all that stuff because I've seen it happen time and time again. Right. I'll pass along one letter. I can't remember what number it was, but I live in Chicago yep. and um, I do a lot of sailing. We live on Lake Michigan. It was a beautiful body of water. And if you sail across the lake, Lake Michigan, from Chicago to the Michigan shore, there's a town over there called Holland, Michigan. It's about, about a 45-mile sail. Okay. And Lake Mission is a bit, it's a big piece of water and it gets rough. So I was bringing a sailboat across, 45 foot racing sailboat across from Michigan to Chicago in early May. And at mm -hmm. that time of year, the weather's fluky. 
And the water in the middle of the lake is about 34 degrees. It's very, Ooh. very cold. So this is a big, powerful race boat, man. We came across a serious storm in the middle of this lake, frigid water, and it was blasting wind. This boat was getting bashed about. We couldn't see anything. Mm. But man, the navigation systems on this boat were just fantastic. So we set our course, right? Mm -hmm. And that course was set. We were going to go to Chicago, and there was nothing that the weather could do that could change that. Mm. It's the analogy in something like that to me is obvious, right, man? Mm -hmm. If you have a goal and you drive toward it and you lock in, mm -hmm. you can get buffeted about. Mm -hmm. The rain's going to knock you down. You got to get back up. You're going to get to that goal if you are focused on mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So it, that's a that's a like a, that's that's one of the themes that I think you'll read about in this book. And man, for a kid to hear that mm -hmm. from his dad, mm -hmm. if you can work on work that into your conversations throughout their life, I'll tell you right now, it changes their outcomes. Mm -hmm. Full stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can't can't be focused on the wind. Can't be watching the wind. No way. Yeah, you got to keep your eyes locked on the prize, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I mean, there's there's so much goodness that's in here. And to me, it's just such a great body work. I mean, what a what an amazing like piece of your legacy that you end up leaving behind. And, you know, I'm curious, what how do your how do your kids feel about this? Cause obviously there's there's also I mean, there's nothing in here where you're like you know, sharing any sort of real personal, personal stuff, but it does come from a very personal place, you know, so you're not, you know, shying away from mentioning their names. Like there's, there's very much this, this authenticity and this feeling like I'm, I'm here, like I'm in your journal right now. You know, it's, it's not as though I'm just reading some fictional tale that's based on your life. Like this is your life right here. Yeah, How do your kids feel about it? That's super interesting you picked up on that. So we definitely had some family conversations like before we allowed this to be published about it. And uh, yeah, the family was all in on it because I think what we recognize and what's important for your listeners to understand that we all face the same challenges, right? Mm -hmm. So as dads and as families and as kids, man, we're all going down the same road. We're getting hit with the same problems. We're dealing with the same messes that we create for ourselves. Mm. So I think what resonates to a lot of the readers is that, hey, man, I can relate to this. Mm -hmm. You know, that happened to me or I saw that and maybe I should have reacted differently mm. to that. So that I think relational aspect of the book um, is helpful to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, there's something about... I can't really quite put my finger on it. Maybe you you uh, you might be able to extract this a bit, but there's something about the written word and writing a letter as opposed to having a conversation. And I know that that's not necessarily the most popular form of communication today, right? I mean, like, you know, most times, you know, people aren't even really fully <laughs> writing sentences at all. Like, yeah. you know, most people are like, sending off some sort of shorthand or emojis or whatnot that they're sending, you know, via text message or, you know, direct message on social media or whatnot. And so, but there is something to be said about the the written word. And I feel like um, I'll give you a little insight for me. I, I've shared this with uh, our listeners in the past, but, 
you know, there's been times where my wife and I have been, you know, in the middle of an argument or whatnot, and um, we found that writing each other letters has helped in those cases where it's just like we're we're not hearing each other. She's saying something. I'm not. I'm not receiving it. I'm saying something. She's not receiving it. And somehow, when sitting down and actually writing this out, whether it's you know handwritten or typed out. Like that the act of writing sort of longer form helps really flush out these um, emotions. And in some cases, like kind of takes some of it out of it too, like takes the the heat off of it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For you, is that something that you experience as well? Like when it comes to, to the written word? 100%. And there's another aspect of it that I think is super important when it comes to this and that is imparting value. Like if you take the time mm. to write and think about and process and man, you're you, the receiver of that letter feels that mm. they know that you care. Right. Yeah. And especially as a dad, man, I think that's a big deal. Kids yeah. want to know that you care mm. enough to do this. Mm-hmm. And over the course of years for me, I mean, they could feel my love and care in this process and they can feel it in this book. Mm. And that's a huge and important thing for a dad to pass along. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. What is your, um, I guess if you had any sort of desired outcome from this book of how others would receive it, like, what would that be? Like, what are you hoping that this does for, for dads out there? That's a great question, man. It really is. Cause I've got, as you know, you know, I don't have any profit motivation here. All the proceeds go to charity. Yeah. Um, it's just not, it's, it's not at all a concern of mine. I think. Which I by the way, have, wait, really quick before you answer that, can you like, let's expand on that just a little bit, because I don't think people, you know, this is not something that's done on the regular basis where somebody's just like, yeah, I wrote this book and all of the proceeds are going to a charity. Like, can you just talk about the charity that this is going to, uh, currently and then what the plans are for this because i thought that was super fascinating oh thank you man i appreciate that so this year there's a wonderful high school in chicago called chicago hope academy and you know we've got like you in california chicago man has some tough parts of town Mm -hmm. where uh, Mm -hmm. kids come from tough backgrounds broken families and man just don't have any of the things that you and i enjoy and man um this school just lifts them up. It's Christian school. It teaches them values and faith that believes in these kids. It gives them all the leg up they can need and helps them to move forward. And so all the proceeds are going to Chicago Hope Academy this year. Mm. And I'd, I'd said that I was going to kind of pull my readers every year to see what suggestions they have. Yeah. Chicago Hope's done such a good job. I might double it up and do it in 2022 as well, but I'm open. I'm just looking for great charities that focus on developing kids into being awesome adults. Mm, yeah. So good, man. So good. So sorry, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't mean to cut off your, your thought, uh, your train of thought there too, in terms of like what you're hoping that, uh, how this impacts dads. Yeah. I just back to what we said originally, like, I don't think like, let me back up a little bit. Hoppa. I would say that there is no power on earth almost like the, the, that of an engaged father. In other words, you and I can change the outcome 
in the history of our family. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, we can't. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. if we are focused and present and we're trying and we're using good tools, man, we can, we can change the outcome for our kid. Now, here's the, here's the, the other side of that coin. We can, we can make it awful tough for our mm-hmm. kids if we, if we make mistakes, if we're not loving, all that. So I think my goal is just to give dads tools and yeah. thoughts, right? Yeah. To help them on their journey. Because I think it, and most men have in their heart a desire to make their kids better than they are in right. some way, whatever that means for them. Right. If it's just the idea of the, if they see some in this book, journey as a father man i think that's a home run yeah yeah absolutely man i think that that's um that's a huge part of it is being able to give dads tools and you know i think what we've certainly talked about a lot here um on the podcast is just how you know everybody's journey is going to be slightly different right there's no there's no rinse and repeat here like you know your your kids are unique to to your kids um, your journey in fatherhood is going to be unique to you. But at the same time, I feel like by sharing and being vulnerable and being authentic and putting this out there, like there's something for people to be able to, to take from this and to be able to, you know, bring into their own world and to figure out how they can then, you know, either apply this or, you know, in some cases, sometimes you're like, okay, cool. That worked over there. But, and I tried it here and it, uh, it didn't work, but you know what? It sparked an idea to try something else, you know? And like, that's great too. You know, I think just the, just the sheer fact that people are sharing about their fatherhood is a huge progressive step. No, I think you're right, man. And look, um, back to what we we're talking about, about busyness and all that stuff. I mean, we can easily, especially as fathers, you know, we have this, this feeling we need to provide for our kids and, yeah. providing a lot of times means time away from them yep. and excuses like, well, I'd love to spend time with you kid, but I got to do this. Right? right. And that's a cop out. Mm. And I got serious regrets in my own life about making those decisions. And we think in our heads, well, oh, that's a good decision because I'm providing, but is it? Mm. So mm. back to what you're saying, man, I think just having tools and getting dads together and processing this and kicking it around and having ideas. And the last thing I'll say on this is kids give us an A for effort, right? So back to where we're talking about value and time spent on something like letters, man, they, they, they know more than you think they know. They watch how you're interacting with them. And then when they know you're present, and you're focused on them and you really care and you really love, mm. that's a gold star right there and a great place to start from. It's so true, man. You know, like the way that a child sees, sees the world, and you know, we all have to remember that the way that a child sees the world is different than the way that we might see the world. And what is of value to us may not be of the same value to a kid. And, you know... It's like, yeah, you know, it's like in your mind, maybe, you know, I'm speaking to somebody that's out there in your mind, you know, you're saying, well, it's just a, it's just a game. It's just, it's a, it's a preseason game. It's just a game, you know, and you're saying that in your mind and it's, you know, you're justifying why, 
you know, you're going to stay late at, at the office or why, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. And it's tough, man, because it's not just a game to that kid. It's not just a preseason game, you know, and, and that, ah, man, it's tough. That's a tough thing to swallow. And I think that that's a lot of pressure that, you know, parents, dads, moms, that everybody faces when it comes to this. And yeah, like, I think it's important, like nobody's going to be perfect, but I do think that there needs to be an awareness and we all just need to be super conscious about the decisions that we are making because saying yes to something is saying no to something else. And we just really have to balance that. And it's a tough balancing act. That's so well said. I mean, you absolutely nailed it. It, it so well said. I think too, we have to, cause look, we all are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And when we do that with our kids, we have to be quick to say, Hey man, I'm sorry. I've made a mistake here. I think kids give us another gold star for that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as men, That's we don't want to put one. that dig yeah. in our ego or our yep. pride, do we? Especially yep. the kid, we're like, no, I was right. You know, I had I made this decision. You know, you understand. You'll understand someday. Yeah, so. <laughs> right, right. That's another cop out, right? right. Yeah. Um, so another thing that I think dads need to talk about and understand and open up about mm. is that process mm. too. Yeah. Yeah, I think sharing that vulnerability with your kids, you know, I think there's this cultural thing that we've latched onto, uh, you know, that a lot of us have latched onto where, you know, we're, we're giving ourselves passes for certain things or, you know, sort of excusing certain ways that, you know, we'll behave or things that we'll say. And, you know, maybe that was passed down from previous generations or picked up from TV or whatever it might have been, you know, but... I feel like, yeah, we all need to challenge one another to to be the best fathers that we can be, you know? And and I can't tell you how many times I'll be, like, I really, man, this is something that I've really tried to make major strides on. I can't tell you how many times, like, I'll be, you know, over here responding back to something, right? And it's like, we're in the middle of, like, whatever, playing a yeah. game or whatever and it's just like you're half paying attention and i'm just i want to challenge you know other men that are out there to man just put the phone down like spend that time with your kids you know it can wait you know yeah it's interesting man i think um this hustle culture mm-hmm. has done such damage to mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. and relationships and i think um you know dads need to be especially mindful that man because it just it pervades everything and look i think it's laudable that you that we all want to succeed we all want to strive but you know what's the cost sometimes and uh, creating and holding firm to boundaries around things like you just talked about yep it's another thing that i think dads can really hold on to and cling to and and uh, talk about together yeah you almost have to adjust the hustle you know I, i think like there's a there's obviously some positive things that come out of this, this hustle and this like desire to want to be the best at whatever it is that you do. And, and, you know, to sort of placing some of that energy into what it is that you do. And hopefully, you know, it's something that you're equally passionate about and that you're, you know, you're, you're spending this energy there, but like, yeah, here's your kids who are also over here and like hustle for them. Like, but not just because like, Oh, I'm going to hustle over here and get, you know, financial gain to then be able to spend over here. Like that currency is no good over here. You know, yeah, well said. Well it's, said. it's not, it, it just doesn't translate. There's a lot That's lost really in good. the, 
in the exchange rate. <laughs> the exchange really rate good. isn't one to one. You know, it's like for this dollar, what did it cost you over there? You know, what did that amount to? It's like over here, 10 cents over there, you know? That's um, really good. You hit it. That is really, really good. Yeah. I don't know. I think we've just got to be able to, you know, do better when it comes to that. I think, and, and it's everybody, you know, I think like we, we as a society and those who are doing better need to be able to share that information with those who, who aren't or who, you know, could need that information. Yeah. And that's back to what I think you're, what you're doing with this tribe is exactly what's needed. Yeah. It really is. So thank you for doing this. And for sure, I mean, whatever we can do to get tools in people's hands, to get these thoughts out here, to understand that, hey, we are a tribe and we want to do the best we can do. Yeah. Man, we can, we can really impact a lot of young people. Yep. 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 Exactly. I mean, it's our families and then it's beyond our families. You know, it's like our, our entire, I mean, the entire planet, you know, I think for like fathers can really make a huge impact on huge. generations, you know. Um, I want to encourage everybody, please make sure to go and get a copy of this book, Letters from a Father. Um, at the time of recording, this is right around the holidays. Like this would make a great gift for somebody as well um, that you know who maybe is a father. And as Alan was mentioning, all of the proceeds from this book going to an amazing organization in Chicago, Chicago Hope Academy. And, you know, I just, I mean, I literally have chills as I'm talking about it because this book is is fantastic. I mean, it's one of those books that I, like, I really couldn't put down. I literally, like, couldn't stop reading these letters, man. And it's it's inspired me in so many ways. And so I just, I want to thank you because you can tell, just as you said that your kids can tell how much love and time and effort went into this a reader can tell that too man and i definitely picked up on all of that as i was reading this and you can definitely read between the lines in, in all of that and can tell like how much care is here and what kind of a dad you are oh thank you Hap. i appreciate it man and yeah let's get going with some of the things you've been talking about out west and i'd love to fly out and be with you for uh for some of your efforts in this space let's do it man um before i let you go we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. And I want to um, have you put together our infamous top three here. So three pieces of advice. It could be anything that you want to share. Three things that you would maybe want to share with some fellow dads. We'll be right back. Do not go anywhere. A tribe called dad. This is the top three. It's the top three. It's the top three. This is the top three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the top three. We've got Alan Carter author of the book Letters from a Father. We were just talking about it. If you missed the interview, make sure to go back and listen to the full interview. Just such great, such great conversation um, that we've been able to have, man. I really appreciate your time and sitting down with us and chatting about this book and just about fatherhood in general. Um, you have put together our top three here today. We're going to give three takeaway pieces, uh, something digestible like tangible, something that um, men and fathers can can walk away from here that uh, may help them on their journey. Um, are you you up for the task here, Alan? <laughs> Let's bring it. Let's I go. I love it. All right, so here we go. Number one. Number one. So number one, I would say is to understand that your role as a father is hugely powerful and impactful. I mean, it's bigger than you can understand. Mm. And so the weight of that should be, you know, an understanding of your responsibility and you really need to put everything you have into it. That's probably mm. number one. Mm. That's so good. I, I, 
just to comment on that real quick, I think it's something that, yes, I think that sometimes there's this tendency to put career first or to put some other, you know, um, definition of who you believe you are before, you know, being a father even. And I think like, you're absolutely right. Like that is so important. What's more, what's more impactful than, I mean, what is more important in our lives than change in the outcome for our children? Mm -hmm. That's why we're here on earth. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So good. All right. Uh, here we go. Number two. Number two. Number two. So I would say connect with your kids through any possible means and at any possible moment. So the letters from me and my family was huge. So, you know, there's so many things we blow by, as I mentioned earlier in the car conversation that we don't seize on as an opportunity to deepen that relationship and pass along values. So I'd say, yeah, number two is connecting with those kids in those moments and leaning on those things to teach them. Yeah. Yeah. And it can come in such unlikely places and forms. And it's so true. You've got to be, you've got to be open and, and ready for it. You've got to be looking for it, looking for those, those moments, those opportunities to jump in there and make that something memorable. It doesn't have to be a holiday or, or a birthday or, you know, anything like that. It can certainly be just like an everyday, like just some random Tuesday that this happened. And yeah, man. Yeah. Just hold on to that. Look for those, like be be a watcher and be seek out those moments that you can pull that thread on mm. either through a letter or later on through a conversation over dinner. Mm. Don't let those moments get by. Conversation over dinner. I'm glad that you mentioned that. That's a good, that's a good one, man. That's a good yeah. one too. You know? Um, all right, here we go. Number three. Number three. You know, this is about effort for me. So I think our kids know when we're trying to be good dads, right? Mm. And I think it's about that focus, that being present, that just trying at every single moment, that effort to put into being a great father and, of course, a great husband, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are hugely, hugely important. Yeah. Yeah, I think... um... You know, I have a a motto or saying when it comes to my coaching in the in the DJ and the music space of um, progression over perfection, right? And there's no such thing as a perfect father, not here yeah. on earth. That's right. You well know, said. Um, but you know, try to be better than you were yesterday. You know, you and I agree. I think like our kids can see that effort, and I think it's really. It's really tough, man. I think in in the world that we live in today, we live in this like glossy world in which everybody is trying to show their perfection. And it's like, here, let me display how perfect our family is or only when I do something right. Like, let me display that. Let me put that up on display. And, you know, I think celebrate, celebrate the, the progress, you know, That's celebrate right. that. Learnings, right? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. And I think, you know, with what you're doing at Tribe, I think part of that effort too comes from connecting with other dads and mm. sharing, you know, peer peer thoughts and kicking around issues that we're all struggling with together. I mean, that's part of it. And that's why I'm so excited about the work you're doing. Yeah. Man, we need more groups like this where dads can lean on for help and yeah. for all those kind of things. 
So thank you, brother, again for that. Man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's uh, some of the confirmation that's helpful to keep us going over here too, man, just to hear that from um, from somebody like yourself who's doing great work as well. And, you know, I just feel like we all, you know, when we all pull our resources together and we all sort of push in this same direction, I think like we can really make significant impact and significant change um, in our in our world, man. So I appreciate you being here. That was a great top three, by the way. Nicely done, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, I want to encourage everybody, if you haven't done so yet, make sure to grab a copy of Letters from a Father. Here's the book right here by Alan Carter. Um, Available everywhere that books are sold, including on Amazon and whatnot. And uh, just to reiterate, we mentioned it earlier in the interview portion, but um, like all the proceeds from this book are going to a great organization um, called uh, uh, Chicago Hope Academy. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, you nailed it. Thank um, you. And, you know, it's going towards kids. And, I mean, what a great – like that obviously makes a ton of sense. Here's here's a father who's giving back to not only his kids but to other kids that are out there as well. And, um, you know, we want everybody who's listening in to do their part and to support this this amazing piece of work. And uh, we want to thank everybody also, by the way, for tuning in and listening to this. And if you've enjoyed this, if you've enjoyed the podcast, enjoyed this conversation, please, like one of the biggest things uh, you could do is to help just spread this to another dad, somebody who needs it, somebody who needs to hear this um, and share it with somebody. That means the world to all of us. And so thank you once again to Alan Carter for being here. We appreciate all of you for tuning in and we will check you on the next one. We'll see you later. Alan, thanks so much, man. Thank you, Hoffa. Take care, man. Dads are better than moms. That's better than moms. Dads are better than mommy. Sorry. Hey, this is DJ Hopper from A Tribe Called Dad. I can't thank you enough for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review the podcast. Share this with a friend. Also, make sure to check out atribecalleddad.com. That's our website where we have all of the content from previous episodes. We've got merch available up there. We've even got podcasts and content sorted by life stage which is super helpful so if you are expecting we've got an entire section for expecting dads if you are a dad with teenagers we've got an entire section for dads with teenagers so i encourage you to go over to a tribe called dad.com it's a little bit easier to navigate versus the podcast store to be able to get the exact content that is relevant for where you are in your fatherhood journey We're also excited to announce that we've got brand new programming coming in 2022 as the world is sort of coming back and live events are coming back as well. We'll have some exciting things to share. So make sure you join our mailing list so we can keep you updated on all things A Tribe Called Dad related. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining us.